What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rewired Soul podcast. It's your host, Chris, the guy who reads an insane amount of books, and I love talking to authors about interesting subjects. And today I am so honored and have the pleasure of talking with one of my favorite authors of one of my favorite books. He's actually the co-author of this book. His name is Justin Tosi. And the book is called Grandstanding, The Use and Abuse of Moral Talk, all right? So to set the scene real quick, if you missed the episode yesterday, the previous episode with uh, Robin Hansen, we talked about signaling and social signaling. And we had a great conversation about his book, The Elephant in the Brain, why we do the things that we do, all of it is about signaling, signaling to others who we are, what our intentions are, what our status is, and all these other things, right? So I wanted to do that episode first before talking with Justin about his book, Grandstanding, because that kind of sets the foundation and you'll see how we kind of build off of that idea when discussing Justin's book. But I I became really interested in this subject uh, back in 2019 when I was, you know, being canceled on YouTube and everything. And I saw just a lot of people, you know, playing the moral high ground. And it, it was really interesting to me. I think it was interesting to me because, you know, when you uh, are a content creator, it's really easy to have the, the, you know, microscope on you. But I would sit back and I would wonder, I'd be like, you know, if if anybody's life was put under a microscope, nobody's nobody's perfect, right? But that doesn't really happen often. But so I was wondering about that. I'm like, but why do why do we do that? Why do we why do we feel the need to publicly say, "Hey, you're a bad person. This thing you did was wrong." Like, why do we feel the need, right? Especially when you know there's already articles about them, and this isn't just about me personally. Like, you see it on the internet all the time. Like, why do people feel the need to tell somebody else, a complete stranger, you're a bad person, right? You're a bad person, this thing you did was bad. Or why do we feel the need to say, hey, I donated to charity, hey, I did this good thing. Or uh, your friends on Facebook who are showing what a great parent they are and stuff like that. Well, a lot of it is signaling who we are, what our morals are, you know, to the tribe. We're saying, this is who I am. So I had this theory and I'm like, I need to get this book. So I waited months and months and months and months for uh, this book, Grandstanding, to come out in audio format, and it finally did, and I binged it. So uh, Justin co-authored uh, this book with uh, a gentleman by the name of Brandon. They're both awesome, and I'm going to link both of their social medias down below, as well as this, this book right here. But like I said yesterday in the episode with Robin Hansen, this will help you just have a new lens in which you see things, especially on social media, especially right? Whenever you're like, why did they say this? Why did they leave this comment? Why did they post this? Why did they tweet this? This conversation with Brand, uh, with Justin about his book will, will really help you out. And I highly recommend you check out his book. But anyways, uh, if you haven't yet, if you're new, make sure you're following me over on Instagram and or Twitter at The Rewired Soul. I have a bunch of cool stuff. You can, you know, talk to me, give me book recommendations, author uh, interview recommendations, all that stuff. And my DMs are open. I love chatting with all of you and having conversations and all that stuff. So make sure you're following me. That's all linked down below. But anyways, without further ado, here's my conversation with Justin Tosi about his book, Grandstanding.
Hello, Justin, and thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it because I I love the book. I recommend it all the time, and I, I feel like it is such an important book. I, I remember being like, someone needs to write a book about this, and then somehow I came across you and Brandon's book. But yeah, so... So as as you know, I've mentioned it to you, you know, privately, but uh, I've also mentioned this very publicly. I even wrote a book about it, but I was canceled back in 2019, and that's when I became just fascinated with this entire subject. Like, I could not, for the life of me, understand why complete strangers were attacking me and talking about me, right? Like, hundreds of thousands of strangers so your, your book, Grandstanding, was one of the best books I came across to help me understand what's going on. And I'm actually about to read it again for a second time. Anyways, can you just take a minute for those who are not fortunate uh, enough yet, keyword being yet, to have read your, your book? Can you kind of explain the thesis of, you know, what is Grandstanding and why do people do it? Our book is about moral grandstanding. If you want just a short bumper sticker type explanation of what uh, moral grandstanding is, it's just the use of moral talk for self-promotion. So it's people talking about justice or the right thing to do uh, or criticizing other people for their moral failings uh, in order to look good themselves. The thesis of the book is that we have good reason to believe that moral grandstanding is common uh, and also that we should think moral grandstanding is itself a moral problem. So why is it common? Uh, well, we think that grandstanding is just like any other way that people try to enhance their status through self-presentation. So if you look at just about any positive trait, um, there's a phenomenon of, of people using you know whatever opportunity they can find uh, to show off uh, what they have of, of that trait, or at least to make it look like they have some admirable degree of that trait. You know, they're especially kind, uh, or they're, you know, if they're a member of a religious community, they're especially, uh, you know, devoted to the faith, uh, or if, if they're an academic, um, that they're especially smart, or, or something like that. Um, so it's just natural for people to, to act this way, to try to impress other people, um, to show them you know, how remar remarkable they are. And morality is no exception. We, we all uh, want other people to think that we're really good. So why is, is this a problem? Uh, well, uh, in short, because moral talk's important uh, and grandstanding interferes with it. So because there's so much grandstanding, uh, you know, that makes people take moral talk less seriously. Uh, it also drives us to hold false views in order to stand out when we grandstand. Uh, and then finally, you know, as you saw, uh, it causes otherwise unnecessary conflict as people uh, attack one another uh, in order to look good. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It, it's it's all about status, and so much we're doing is about status. I've I've really been interested in that subject as well. But when I got interested in this subject, this is something that I, I, I personally sit back and and look at you know myself, my actions, my behaviors, and all this right because it does seep into everything right. Why do I wear the clothes I wear? Why do I drive the car that I drive? Why do I you know. Uh, 
play the video games I play? Why do I tell people, right? And there's this weird balance that I've I've been kind of struggling with because now that I'm aware of it, right? I'm like, should I still do it? And just personally, in my personal opinion, I think I think that there's a, there's a right and wrong way to do it. Like, I'm very mindful of when I'm posting something like, hey, here's who I am. This is kind of where I am and stuff like that. If if it matters, right? But as you mentioned, and that, this is what I love about the book, like moral talk is so important, right? Like we're this social species and, uh, you know, if we just go back to the, the days of our ancestors, we had to know who was good to be within our tribe, right? We don't want some jerk in our tribe. So there are ways that we signal our morality, like, like reciprocity, right? Like I give something to you, you give something back to me. I'm like, okay, cool. We can have a relationship. But if I'm giving to you and you're not giving to me, maybe your morals are screwed up. So there are little things that we have to see when it comes to morality. But you know, in, in your book, you discuss all the problems that come with it. And one of the main ones is pushing people down to lift yourself up to show your moral status. And that's such an important topic. So, um, yeah, the other thing that I, I think about constantly, especially in the age of so social media and polarization and all that, is, is you know, something you discuss in the book a little bit is, you know, how this is closely linked to tribalism. So when, when you're grandstanding, you're telling the world which tribe you belong to, whether it's on politics or social issues, or if someone like JK Rowling is, is transphobic, when you go out there and you say you're a bad person, right? You're signaling, if I'm understanding correctly, you're signaling like, hey, here's who I'm a part of and here's what I stand for. So can you explain a little bit why we psychologically evolved to grandstand and how it's affecting us? I think you're right to link grandstanding to tribalism. Uh, and if you think about uh, just what our tribes uh, you know, amount to and what holds them together, uh, it, it's pretty easy to see why uh, grandstanding is, is, uh, is linked to it. So, you know, human beings are social, are social beings. Uh, our groups are really important to us. Uh, we think of ourselves uh, in terms of, of how we belong socially. Uh, and so, you know, because of this and, and because we rely on the other members of our groups in order to thrive in, in life, uh, it's very important that we remain in good standing in those groups. And so the way that we do that uh, is that we protect our, our status uh, in the group, that we show that, that we hold the values of the group so that other group members trust us. Uh, so what does grandstanding have to do with this? Well, grandstanding is just one instrument through which we protect our status, that we, we show people that we have the group's values. So we take you know, any opportunity that we can to show that we are firmly committed uh, to you know, whatever it is that, that the group believes, uh, and in particular what they believe morally. Uh, we also, very often, unfortunately, um, take opportunities to show that we're better than other group members uh, or that we are, are more firmly committed to the group's values than they are. So you know, if, if you see an opportunity to, to point out someone else's moral failings or at least, you know, failings to live up to the standards of, of the group. You can not only kind of take down a rival, perhaps, but you can show, you know, through 
through leveling an accusation yourself, that you take the values of the group uh, very seriously. Uh, so because it's it's long been an advantage for people to uh, you know to have skills of um, promoting their status within groups, it's pretty easy to see then why uh, people would grandstand and, and why uh, you know the skill of, of grandstanding effectively uh, w- would be an adaptive trait. Yeah, and I think that's that's such an interesting. Uh, thing that you brought up too is is when we think about moral grandstanding and kind of like just like you know the fighting on the internet and people you know making these tweets and posts and all this other stuff we often I think we often think of like invert in group versus out group right like I'm a liberal and I'm showing that I'm liberal because I'm talking trash about this conservative and their views right I'm showing that their ideas their beliefs they're bad here's where I stand but the the point that you bring up is, is also very important we we do it within our groups to show how committed we are right like I am pretty left leaning liberal type of guy right but when we look at you know, the, the people who are going extreme left and, you know, just throwing out, just accusing everybody out there of being a racist, a transphobic and all these other things, even people that just want to have a conversation like what what I see them doing is saying, like, not only am I part of this group, but I'm more committed than you because here's what here's the lengths that I'm willing to go to to prove it. Right. And I guess that makes sense. You know, uh, the people who are the most committed to a tribe back in the day, they're the ones who are going to go to the uh, go to war or uh, take out vengeance on the other tribe. Right. Um, Rather than the guy who just sits in the tribe and just talks about it. So I think it's really important that we we look at the extremes we go to within our own group. And sometimes what I what I feel is very, very toxic is is how we put people down who are on our side just to elevate our status within the group. Because especially when we're talking about social change and things that we want, like, you know, as a recovering addict, as a mental health advocate, you know, there's, there's things that we have to get done. Like people's lives are on the line, but when there's this in-group fighting just for this kind of moral status, like, and, and dominance, I'm like, this is totally, totally counterproductive. Um, but yeah, so, you know, when, when I started noticing this, like I started, you know, seeing everything on social media through this lens of grandstanding, like I, I, not everything, but I just started noticing it everywhere. I just started noticing like, you know, why, why are you posting this? I'm like, huh, you're, you're signaling, you know, your morals. So, uh, uh, like even on Twitter, it's especially noticeable, like, I find this so weird and I'm curious what what your thoughts are on this. Like people who don't even have followers will tweet their thoughts and opinions on moral issues with this like minimal, absolutely minimal chance that anybody will even see it, right? They maybe have like five followers or something. Some of them, some of them don't even have followers. Sometimes I'll check and it's like zero followers and all they do is comment and tweet about things. I'm like, who are you talking to? So um, I'm, I'm curious, why, why do you, why do you think that people will take these hard stances and, and morally grandstand when there's little to no chance that anybody from their, you know, quote unquote tribe will see it? This is a really good question. 
Uh, here's a related issue that's actually even harder for us, I think, but it's, it's the same kind of thing. And that is anonymous grandstanding, where there's just no gain in status possible um, because nobody knows who you are. You're just you know, a, an anonymous screen name, um, nothing tying you to it, anything like that. Uh, so one possibility in, in both of these kinds of cases is that people hope to get a reaction on the form itself uh, and enjoy the esteem of, of others in that form, uh, even if it goes no further. So they, you know, they want the likes on the YouTube comments. Um, they want the follow-up comments, you know, saying like great insult, great burn, whatever. Um, another possibility that, that I think doesn't fit as easily with our account of grandstanding, but does fit with the psychology uh, is that people want to look good in their own eyes. This is something that we talk about uh, in, in the book. So in a sense, you could think, well, they're their own audience in this case because you know they've proven to themselves they care enough to type out whatever like nasty thing about about the person who did something very bad, um, and so you know they feel good, uh, they, they feel self righteous. Um, so in that case, you might think, well, maybe what they're after isn't so much social status uh, as self respect. Uh, so it's maybe uh, a weird form of grandstanding. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. The, the, the interesting thing about social media and as a content creator, I've seen it, you know, I've, I've experienced it like uh, social media equals the playing field where at any given moment, any random person out there can go viral, right? So, you know, I could see this, you know, social media kind of incentivizes people to to just tweet to the void and maybe just somebody will randomly come across it, you know, because of a hashtag or, or something or the right person sees it and retweets it. So there's kind of like this lottery system where you never know if if this, you know, grandstanding tweet you just did is going to just take off or, you know, same thing on like Facebook, Instagram, you know, YouTube or whatever it is. But but yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. We how we how we care about how we see ourselves, right? We you know, we we have this identity and we do these things, right? Like if if I want to prove I'm a tough guy, even if it's not to other people, I might just do tough guy things by myself, even though it's not to impress anybody else. It's just kind of solidifying my identity with myself. So that that's super interesting. And, and yeah, like, wow, I, I haven't even thought of that. Um, but speaking of interesting, one, one thing I, I found interesting about the book is like how self-aware uh, you guys are when you're writing the book, like uh, Brandon and yourself address that that people may wonder if you two are grandstanding just by writing this book. And and, you know, personally, I think you guys did an amazing job just kind of diving into this topic and touching on it a few times throughout the book. So as someone who is self-aware about their own grandstanding, are there any times where discussing your moral values is justified? Like, if so, because, you know, a lot of the book and, you know, you mentioned a little bit earlier, like, it's important that we have moral talk. So how do we check in with ourselves to know when we're justifiably taking a moral stance? Okay, so I want to be really clear about this one thing. We think it's important that people talk about their moral values. So it's not anything like you know a special case when it's okay for people to talk about their moral values. So we're not criticizing moral talk in general. Uh, we also think that lots of moral talk, probably the vast majority, is not grandstanding. Uh, okay, so uh, 
one thing that we talk about though is, you know, you want to make sure that you are contributing to, to public moral discourse for the right reasons. Uh, because if, if you're not, then you should worry. Maybe I, I'm going to say things that I shouldn't. Uh, my views won't be well considered. Uh, I might make things worse rather than better. So what we think you should ask yourself before you, you know, you type whatever into, into the box and, and hit post uh, is, well, you know, if I type this out and I, I post it and no one were impressed with what I had to say, if no one thought any better of me uh, or thought like, you know, what a great guy or, or whatever, anything like that, would I be disappointed or would I think, well, who cares? You know, it wasn't really about me to begin with. Um, and we think that if you would be disappointed by not getting anything out of uh, the, the exercise, then that should worry you. That should make you think, well, maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm grandstanding. Maybe I'm just doing this to, to get points, to, to get recognition. Uh, and, you know, if that's what your sort of self-examination suggests, then maybe you ought to sit this one out because you're just polluting public moral discourse like all of the other moral grandstanders. Yeah, and you you know what that that makes me think of like some sometimes you know people look at me like I'm crazy when I say this, but I'll explain why I say this in just a second. Like like I say, I'm grateful that I had this this insane drug addiction and I had to get sober because because one of the things I I was taught one of the first things I was taught for you know this foundation of my recovery and just trying to be a better person was to check my motives, to check my motives on just about everything. You know, a lot of it was just, you know, because many of us addicts are just like selfish and self-centered and self-seeking and, you know, anything I'm doing, I'm just trying to build myself up or get something from you. Like I'm only nice to you to get something in return. So part of just trying to become a better person, you know, I always check my motives, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I'm able to take lessons like that as well as, you know, many others and apply it to the rest of my life. Because as you mentioned, it's this kind of like checking in with ourselves before we type it in, just that, that pause. I, I just had a, a, a conversation with Ron Purser about mindfulness and mindfulness taught me to take that pause. Although, you know, our conversation was about, you know, some issues with mindfulness and, you know, neoliberalism and capitalism and all that, but there are valuable lessons and I've learned to pause more and check in with myself. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I posting this? Right? Like if, if somebody's doing something, that I disagree with and I just reply, you're a dick, right? Like what was the point of that? You know, uh, I've thought about that too, just, you know, when, when driving, I think that was an example I, I used to go to. It's like, why am I honking at this person? Do I think it's going to change them? Am I adding anything or, you know, whatever. And honking might not be a good example because I kind of think like you, you do train people, like maybe somebody didn't know. And now they're like very mindful of that moving forward. But it's it's similar in the sense of like why am i doing this am i am i am i doing this to show that i'm a big tough guy am i honking to show that hey hey i'm the dominant person and this is just me showing my status and it's the same thing online why am i doing this am i hoping somebody sees it am i hoping this goes viral and all this because you know a lot of our values are screwed up like if you're spending all day just being toxic and not contributing to you know good faith conversation Right. Like if, if you're only doing it for the recognition of the potential vi virality or the little dopamine hits from the likes, like something to take a step back and be like, yo, like, 
is this really even healthy? Am I am I doing anything uh, worth worthwhile? Am I am I helping or hurting the situation? Um, but but yeah, I got just one more one more question for you. All right, so so once once I became canceled, I I became obsessed with moral philosophy. Um, like not only did I read books about philosophers like uh, Immanuel Kant and uh, Jeremy uh, Bentham, but I read books like yours and The Righteous Mind from Jonathan Haidt. And I feel like the most important thing I learned is that different people have different moral standards and that morals aren't black and white. They're on this, this spectrum. Uh, it, it, an example I always use is like, like I'm, I, I don't even like saying I'm a vegetarian because people immediately think that I'm just going to shame them for eating meat or whatever. But I, I always use that as an example just because, you know, I, I don't eat meat. You do. And, you know, if I was a, a crazy vegan or vegetarian, I could be like, you're killing animal. Like, how, how could you do that and like take this huge moral high ground? You know, but I realize morality is on a spectrum because even when it comes to meat eaters, right, like the average American will eat, you know, uh, uh, beef pork, chicken, whatever. But in some countries, there are sacred animals that you don't eat, so it's morally incorrect. So I, I kind of just realized that morality is different from person to person. But anyways, what I want to ask is, is you know, we, we live in this extremely polarized world, even outside of politics, where if you're not with the group, you're seen as being against it. So what do you think the best strategy is to teach people that morality is different from person to person so we can begin uh, becoming like more accepting of each other's thoughts and opinions and actions and values. Like how do we, how do we start working on that? This is really hard. Uh, you know, one thing that I stress as uh, a teacher of, of moral philosophy is that I'm not any kind of expert about how to live. Um, I, I don't know anything that, you know, that most people don't. Um, so I, I guess part of me, you know, wants to just kind of beg off and, and say that about this question that, you know, I'm not an expert about this and I don't really know how, how to make people more civil or, or change minds or, uh, or anything like that. Um, but you know, if you're pushing me to, to say something here, I'll say, it. I think it's important to, to recognize that morality is very difficult so, you know, sure, lots of lots of questions and lots of cases, most of the decisions that we make in everyday life, um, it's not that hard, you know, to see that, you know, you shouldn't hit someone with your car or, or anything like that. But there are also lots of really difficult uh, moral issues. Uh, and most people probably know a lot of people that they think are, are decent human beings uh, who are on both sides of, of a lot of these questions. Um, you know, so, so I guess one thing that is, is smart to, to think here is we, you don't think that all of these people are, are evil, uh, who, who disagree with you or, or who are, are unsure. Um, so what does this tell you? Well, I think it should tell you just that everything's really complicated. Questions of value are, are really difficult to adjudicate. Uh, and that we should always bear this in mind when we encounter people with with different opinions. I I love it. If I if I just had a magic wand, it would just be to show people that hey, 
there's a gray area, right? Some things are a little bit more complicated and nuanced and not so, so black and white. But anyways, Justin, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast and, and everybody out there listening. I hope you enjoyed this, but what I hope even more is that you check out the description down below, uh, go follow Brandon, go follow Justin, uh, in, in case you forgot, Brandon's the co-author of this book. But follow them both over on Twitter and get a copy of this book. Get it, get five copies of this book and hand it out. Just give it to people, right? Um, it's just like anything else that we're when we're trying to improve ourselves. Like we we can't fix any problem if we don't become self-aware. I I've had this kind of personal philosophy where I, I try not to complain about it, I'm willing to look at it within myself and try to fix it, right? I, I do my best to not be a hypocrite. So if I'm running around looking at people and saying, oh, these people are, you know, morally grandstanding and stuff like that, I got to make sure that I'm not doing it, right? Especially as a father, I want to, you know, be a good example for my son and all this. But, you know, uh, I think the heart of what we're talking about here is that we, we need to have better conversations and like justin said like you know morality especially like moral philosophy has been you know being been thought about for thousands of years it's complicated and and we need to just be able to talk about it right like there are some things like justin mentioned like we're not going to go out and murder and hit people with our cars and stuff like that but we need to be able to to talk and hear somebody uh, out and hear what their side is, see where they're coming from. Maybe it's it's how they were raised. Maybe they were raised in a, a, a community where they didn't know any better. You know what I mean? But when, when we jump to, uh, you know, just extreme emotions, we don't even give that person the opportunity to let us know who they are and where they're coming from. You know what I mean? So, so hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. And like I said, please, 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 please do yourself, do yourself a favor and get this book. But what I was going to say is do the world a favor and get this book because the more of us who could stop morally grandstanding, the better this world would be. All right. But anyways, Check out the description down below. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Rewired Soul. And if you're new to the podcast, make sure you're subscribed to it or following it, uh, whether it's on Spotify or Apple. And please, two seconds, just two seconds out of your life, if you're listening on Apple, and leave a rating and review. Uh, the, the podcast is only a couple months old, so it really helps the algorithms and get the get the podcast out there when you leave ratings and reviews. It also helps if you share it with others. So if you know a lot of people in your uh, in your friend group who likes to morally grandstand, maybe just share this. Just share it. Don't tag anybody. Just share this episode and hopefully they come across it. All right. But also down in the description below, if you want to support the podcast in any way, uh, the Patreon links down below, links to the books that I've written over on the rewiredsoul.com. And there is an affiliate link for BetterHelp Online Therapy, therapy service that I've personally used. Uh, and it, it helped me out a lot when I was being canceled and had a lot of people morally grandstanding. So I highly recommend BetterHelp. So check out that affiliate link if, uh, if you would like to work with a qualified licensed therapist, all right? But anyways, I have another episode for you all tomorrow. And, and make sure you're following me because I, I I'm going to be doing a lot of episodes. But tomorrow I have Megan Dom. She wrote this amazing book called The Problem With Everything. And I think it's a great way to kind of wrap up this topic of, you know, social signaling, moral grandstanding, and kind of the state of the world today and 
what we can do about it and how we can have better, more nuanced conversations. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for the episode with Megan Dom. All right. But anyways, thank you again so much for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you in the next one.